Jewish Board Talk with Sharice Zaffert. Bettina Moss is an inspirational writer, motivational speaker, personal mentor, and presenter in the field of personal growth and development. In 2010, she founded Glow Women to inspire women to live their most empowered lives. She joins me on the line from Cape Town. Bettina, hi, welcome and thank you for joining me. Thanks for having me, Sharice. Hi. Hi. Um, Bettina, let's start off by, can you tell me how women's rights advocacy helps serve empowering women? Well, I think it's really important that women understand that the power is always within them. And that is one of the main things that I strive to um, to teach and to share with women is that if it's going to be, it's up to me. Because I think that a lot of women believe that the power is outside of them. They don't feel empowered. They feel powerless to make changes in their lives or to make changes in the world. And the fact is, Sharice, you, um, you know, we're all connected. I mean, the power that created the world is the power that is inside of us. And so I think it's very important for all women from a very young age to understand that we are all self-empowered, that nobody else can empower us because the same way that people empower us, they can actually take that power away. So it's it's really important, and I, I teach all women from of all ages to understand that, in fact, the power resides inside of themselves, and they just need to know how to connect with it. But, you know, before we look at how women could, should, would connect with their inner power, just you started off life as a journalist. Oh, yes. <laughs> I've been a writer, you know, since um, I could. I learned to read when I was four, and I've been writing ever since, so it was sort of a natural progression for me to choose that path. And then how did you get uh, from being a journalist into being a women empowerment coach? Well, um, I actually didn't stay for long in journalism because, I'll be very honest with you, um, when I started out working, I think it was in the early, mid-80s, actually, um, I was earning, my first salary was 750 rand a month, I won't forget this, and my friends in advertising were earning a lot more, so I just thought, hey, no, this is absolutely not on, and I became a copywriter in advertising and discovered that I could write three words of copy to earn a lot more than when I was writing 200 or 2,000 words of, of journalism. So I went into advertising, and from there I went into PR, and I've done a full circle um, communications, I've had a full circle communications career, I landed up um, with my late husband running a an advertising agency. And funnily enough, throughout my life, people have always come to me from my school days. When I ran my company, I had a long line of people outside the door waiting to talk to me. Um, it was something that I've always done, not being paid for it, but just always being a mentor and a counselor to people. From my school days, actually. So um, when I found, I was 42 when I founded Glow Woman, and my husband was very, very ill. He subsequently passed away, and I didn't want to carry on in advertising without him. And I knew that I had to get out there and do something to keep myself sane. <laughs> but Glow Woman was just a natural kind of progression because I started blogging and writing on Facebook just about my experience and how I was surviving it. And I always say, you know, just because you're going through hell doesn't mean to say you have to have a, 
bleep time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, so I think people were, were inspired by just what, you know, me sharing my experiences. And then I got asked to come and speak at schools and events and for various brands. And, you know, Glow Woman just really grew organically out of my own experience. Um, Bettina, uh, there was actually an article today, I think, in one of the newspapers that said journalists, journalism is one of the hardest jobs today. Um, I don't know, only in South Africa or around the world, but it's no, one of those No, I mean, jobs. I don't even think that the, it, 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 there isn't a job in journalism today. I mean, <laughs> you know, the, the terrible thing that's happened with journalism, I feel, um, is that with citizen publishing, and i.e. any person on this earth, can publish. I mean, you just need to press send, publish, tweet, Facebook, <laughs> Instagram, and you're a publisher. Right. So it's 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 undermined the role of the journalist to a large extent, um, and it's changed the role of the journalist to a large extent. So I, I do believe that for the to future proof your career in journalism, data journalism is going to be essential, and I believe they are already teaching that in journalism schools. Um, so there's a tech aspect that comes in now and also a multimedia aspect. I mean, you can't just be a writer anymore. I have to say it, it does upset me because I love words and I know that my audience prefers pictures. Mm. So I have to make pictures out of my words, you know, so they can read one sentence instead of a chapter. But um, it's the new way of communication. It's the way the world's going. And, um, you know, I'm right up there with it. But, you know, we, we digress a little bit. Um, but it is interesting yeah. to know. But, I mean, I think it is important to know that your your own motivation comes from your own crisis, as it were, and <sighs> the the fact that you picked yourself up and moved on. Well, it wasn't that easy. I'm still picking myself <laughs> up and I'm still moving on every day. <laughs> I mean, you know, it was, um, Mark was really, really ill, and this was 10 years ago, and Quite honestly, I, I lost everything. I mean, when I tell you that I lost everything, I lost my home, my husband, my business, everything. And, you know, it was either, to be perfectly honest, I wanted to be run over by a bus. <laughs> and, and you're going to laugh because I used to walk around saying, God, I wish, I wish I could just be run over by a bus. You know, I wish I could be run over by a bus. And, um, about a week after everything had sort of collapsed in my life, I was driving my domestic worker into town to drop her at the station. And I was sitting, we were sitting at a traffic light and, um, a bus drove up behind me and actually crashed into me. But I couldn't believe it. I got out into the road and I started screaming at the bus driver like how could you do this I wanted to be run over now you've just caused an accident and given me even more hassle and blah 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 and I was completely hysterical and screaming at the poor guy and then I had to start laughing because I realized you know you get what you ask for in life and God Hashem had sent me a little bus accident just to remind me that in fact I didn't want to be run over by a bus right so yeah. Um, but you know, it's probably a brilliant place for us to take our break now. And when we come back, we're going to look at some of the um, uh, sessions that you're running, starting with the ones at Herzliya School. Jewish Board Talk with Sharice Zaffert. And I am talking to Bettina Moss, who is the founder of Glow Women, an organization that's designed to inspire women to live their most empowered lives. Bettina, you are running um, workshops for Herzliya School learners, the female learners. Can you yes. tell me what the aim of these workshops are? 
Well, the aim of the workshops, um, it's actually a directive that comes from the Board of Deputies, and the whole thing is on being an inspired um, woman of principle. And really, my aim is just to go in and do what I do with all women to teach the girls um, and the learners at school that empowerment comes from within and to give them the tips and techniques to be self-empowered so that they can make the choice for positive outcomes in their lives. One of the things I see that you do that, that I particularly like is to kind of run courses for caregivers, nurturing the nurturers. And, oh, yes. and I think that's incredible because I think, you know, as much as there's inequality to, between men and women, I think at some level there's inequality between, well, obviously there's inequality between women as well. And, yeah. and yet there are so many who give so much every single of the day of their lives unstintingly. It's, it's a wonderful to know that you give back. What is, what is the course and what is the reception to it? Okay, well, I'll tell you how it started. I mean, I have many friends who are teachers and they've been teaching in I'm 52 now, so my friends, we're, we're all getting on a bit. They've been out there, you know, teaching with huge dedication for the last 30 years. And we were chatting and they were just telling me about how much burnout there is with teachers and obviously with nurses too, because they're obviously not, you know, not earning huge salaries. And they are giving, giving, giving. I mean, as women generally, we are the givers, we are the nurturers. But in, in the caregiving and in the teaching professions, etc., I mean, they're giving to their Patients, they're giving to their students and then to the families of those people and to their own families and it, it can cause, it really can cause burnout with women. Um, the thing about us is that we, we feel that we were born to give. We're not great receivers. So what I do on these courses is I teach women how to actually take care of themselves first, which I think a lot of people believe is Selfish. But I think, well, you know, if you're not taking care of you, there's been no, nothing left of you to take care of anyone else. And I've got to be honest with you, I have actually experienced this personally. Mm. So, um, it's really important that women understand that they need to take care of themselves on a, um, a personal level, you know, spiritually, financially, holistically, really, on every level, women need to actually put the good stuff in so that they can get the good stuff out. And and so um, what I do in these, in these courses is I teach women to put the focus back on themselves, to remind themselves of how wonderful they are and to to help them to shine their light because, you know, when we, we, we get our glow on, we can light up our world. And I do believe that, you know, we all have a light inside to shine on our own lives and on the lives of those around us. But we need to learn as women how to keep that light shining. What is the response to you? Well, I have to say it's always a big love fest, you know. (laughs) I mean, that's one of the reasons I love doing what I do. People are so grateful, firstly, for the opportunity. What comes back, because I have... um, you know, sheets that come back to me, um, response sheets. And what always comes back is that people say, thank you for giving us the time to think about ourselves because we never do. And I mean, isn't that true? Because you've got so much going on, especially if you're a wife and mother and you have a job. And even if you don't have all those things, just as a woman, there's so much going on. And, and we generally don't take time out to think about what's important to us and what our values are and how we're living those values. So... 
The response is always hugely positive. There's a huge sharing aspect of it. It's not just me talking. I know, I'm sure from this interview you've realized I'm a huge talker. I'm enjoying this interview. Um, <laughs> carry on. But it's not just me talking, it's interactive. And I think the other, the other response that comes back that the women love is the sharing aspect because they may be working together. For example, they sit, the teachers will sit in a star from every day with each other. But in my workshops, they learn things about each other that they didn't even know, mm. you know, because it's a huge collaboration aspect. It's just, I, I like to think of it more as a thought sharing session, you know, where they're actually talking to each other and sharing with each other. And then they realize as women that they're not alone in everything that they're going through. You know, it's a human experience. Do you believe in a strong sisterhood as a support base? Oh, there's no question about it. And it's funny you should say that because I've noticed that as I've got older, it's become a lot more important to me. And I've been thinking about why that is. And I realize that, you know, it's just nature. When we're young, we are all competing with each other as women. Obviously, that is how the world works. We're competing for the man. We're competing to get somewhere. I mean, it works in nature in, in every species. So... um when we're young, I have to say that our friends are there for us and, and we're around our friends and we have all the women's support, etc. But at the same time, I don't think we value that as much as we should. However, the great thing I've noticed is that getting older is, you know, there's no more competition mm. <laughs> to be the hottest woman for the hottest man in town. Mm. You know, we actually have realized that as a sisterhood, we are so powerful and we uplift each other. And, um, oh, I, I wouldn't have survived. I honestly would not have survived um, and and managed to get to where I am now without my women friends. I, don't, I actually don't know. The thought of not having them is, is too awful mm. for me. So, yes, the sisterhood is absolutely crucial. And in the last remaining minutes of the interview, Bettina, what advice would you give women? And, and what kind of challenges do you think we still face? Well, the, the sort of the general challenges that everybody faces, which is, you know, the politics and the economy and the stuff that's going on in your family. But I think the big challenge with that is that as women, I really believe we hold the world together because a happy woman makes a happy home and a happy home makes happy families and happy families make happy communities and happy communities make a happy world. And so that was one of the reasons I started Glow Woman was to make the world a happier place mm-hmm. because I believe one happy woman can make a happy world and one unhappy woman, oh, if, <laughs> you know, you don't, you don't want to know. You don't want to go there, no. So, yeah, so my, my advice really is just to know that it's, it's totally up to you. You always have the choice to respond to the circumstances that you're in. You don't need to react to the circumstances. You can take a step back. And you can make a choice for a positive outcome. You can choose in favor of what's important to you or just choose in favor of love, really, is, is what I would say. Any, choose in favor of the most loving response. Is there in, um, a contact detail that you'd like to give in case somebody would like to get hold of you? Oh, absolutely. Shall I give, um, can I give them all? Hmm. <laughs> well, my, my web address is glowwoman.org and all my details are on there. And um, I update the website. Actually, it's a blog with my writing as often as I can. And there are lots of helpful tips and techniques there for women. And you can reach me at um, bets, B-E-T-S, at glowwoman.org. 
Katina, thank you so much for joining me. Enjoy the rest of Women's Month and continue empowering our, our sisters. Oh, thank you so very much for the opportunity, Sharice, and Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom.